0: so crisp a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business bravery branding beauty sex love motherhood womanhood feminism labels psychology marketing messaging mavenry musicals and the mess we call life all deliciously dished up and ready to consume in fact is there anything we don't discuss not with jay crisp crow copywriting queen from crisp copy in the kitchen i hope you're hungry this episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class. Part course, part community, all class. Join smart, funny, brilliant businesswomen, including me. I'm in there too, and learn to write your own website and email copy with style. Find out more at crispcopy.com.au. Now, Bell Lockerbie burst into my life because I procrastinated. Uh, Now, this lady doesn't know it, but I'm living a life vicariously through the Instagram sensation that is Lady Jo of Tasmania. And a couple of months ago, Jo posted something about her incredible, vivacious, brilliant friend, Belle, and Belle's new book. So, of course, I stalked Belle, because that's what you do on Instagram, right? And I found... My favourite Perth branding photographer, AJ Harrington, also loved Belle's pieces. And then I consumed all of Belle's Instagram stuff, not knowing that she's a former copy goddess and fully and incorrectly consuming that she was far too cool to be a Perth girl. But I was totally wrong. And I've since found out we should absolutely start a commune. She makes worse dad jokes than me and is a fellow snort laugher. Meet Homegrown Hero, touter of creating a life-friendly brand. And she's just brought out a best-selling book about two of my favourite words. Brave and awkward. So I immediately set out to making Belle my online buddy. I basically just friended her and then talked to her until she was um, bullied into being my mate. Um, Thankfully, she was opening to my wooing. And here we are. We're chatting today about these fabulous labels and generally proving Perth women are pretty much the best in the world. So please cheer and holler and bow down to the accessible brilliance that is Belle Lockerbie. Do you think I've missed anything? Belle?
1: No, you have not missed anything at all. And I would totally insert a snort laugh, but I can't fake a snort laugh like anything else <laughs> in my life. So, <laughs> so Good. thank you so much for having me. And my bows are kind of face plant. So, um, oh, really, you not I'm a like, curtsy? Yeah? I, I will. I will curtsy, but if I bow, it's likely to not end well. <laughs>
0: so, um, yeah, we we would need video for that. So we'd need video evidence for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It's probably out there somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I always used to think that brave was this concept for people jumping from plays, like reckless fellows that do silly things um, or, you know, terrifying things, basically. And then <clears throat> I went to the Uwood Writers Festival a couple of years ago and happened, just happened to meet Magda Zavansky, as you do. Took the world's daggers photo with her, um, talked about angles, and then shot myself afterwards. Um, but she was standing, she was sitting. I was standing in this kind of outdoor undercover area with a, what felt like about a billion other people. It was so hot and so humid. Um, and you know, like when even your sweat is dripping and when your was, sweat has sweat. Yeah. When your sweat has sweat. And like there were things dripping on me that I thought, that's not right. That that shouldn't be happening. But I was, and I remember thinking, God, this better be worth it because I really could find an air conditioned cafe right now. Anyway, she came out and she started talking and there was like a, a tremor in her voice when she was talking about, this concept of bravery, because a lot of people had said to her when she brought out a book that it was really brave. I don't know. I must've heard it a couple of times before. It it, had never actually sat with me before that brave people weren't reckless people that weren't afraid of anything. And she said, bravery is not about being fearless. It's about being terrified and doing the thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. I can be on board with that. It changed my mind about concept of bravery and at the beginning of your book when i was reading it i was really engaged with the first couple of pages on on your book because you put this spin on the perspective of thinking that you yourself are brave um which was really interesting i don't want to give away. i don't want to do like i didn't don't want to have spoiler alerts at the beginning of this podcast and you know give away all the good bits of the book but the beginning of the book really got me um because you talk about i thought i was brave and i was so heartbroken for you um so I wanted to ask you, what, when did you decide that Brave was something that you understood and were happy to label yourself as? Tell us the, tell us the Brave Bell story.
1: Wow. Okay. So I, I kind of thought that I was brave in the business world, but in other ways, I, I kind of knew I was full of it. And it's so funny that you talk about Amanda Harrington and, and how much love you have for her because she was one of those pivotal people, there was a pivotal moment where I was standing in a room and, that, you know, women talk about how um, that they want to be themselves, but sometimes you're being corporatized and you, you're trying to work out who you are in entrepreneur land and everything. And I remember looking at her and going, there is great strength in choosing vulnerability. And inside, I was thinking, you are completely full of crap. Um, <laughs> you are doing that in business, but you are not doing it in your whole life. So I really decided that I needed to own it in all areas of life and in all its awkwardness, because being brave can feel super awkward um, and just completely go for it. So I really got this more um, rounded understanding of what brave meant in 2019 because made myself a little bit of a guinea pig really. And yeah. It's, it's very, it's very interesting thing to do when you make yourself a guinea pig for a whole year. Yeah.
0: Good. Tested your own theories on yourself. I did. I did. <laughs> nice. And so the, the brave that you thought that you were when you were a child, because your book starts um, telling a story about you, a couple of stories about you as a child. Yeah. Where did that come from? Like where,
1: where do you think you, what's the brave story that you inherited Right. So, well, that's interesting because I think it morphs and changes over time. So in terms of um, whether you think that being adventurous is a brave thing to do or protecting someone is a brave thing to do. Um, so the story kind of morphs and changes a little bit, I think. And it's, I do feel it's really important to go back and revisit these stories that you've crafted around. Was was I actually brave then? and And does that still apply to how I am now or whatever the story is? So Um, whether it's about money or anything, I think it's good to kind of go back and have a look at those stories because I really did think that as a kid, by saving people, I was being brave. I thought, you know, brave meant being a hero, but that's not always the case.
0: Yeah. It was really interesting what you said just then about the business that you were embodying all these things in business and it didn't spread. No. (laughs) No. You can't get it by osmosis to the rest of your life. Um, And I think... so many women that I know in business have gone through that exact same journey. And I remember when I started, um, the girl that, the woman that convinced me that I should stop looking for a job and start my own business said to me, this will be the biggest personal personal growth journey that you've ever been on. And I was like, I hate personal growth. I'm not going on no journey. And um, she was totally right. <laughs> she was totally right. My husband, I was standing in my corridor the other day and telling my husband some story about a client. He was like, do you know, a couple of years ago, that would have eaten you up you you're just you're so much stronger about this stuff now and it is in all aspects of your life and I was like I know right how good am I yeah you must see that all the time with 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 business being the um the the cesspit (laughs) of making something spread to the next part of, of a woman's
1: life yeah absolutely because I think sometimes I mean if depending on you know how you grow up and what stories you take on whether it's as a child or as a teenager or as a, a young woman um and then as a as a mother if you have children or even if you choose not to have children whatever those stories are it's really interesting in terms of what what stories you think you have and with business in particular I think you can almost think that it has to be done a certain way because, I mean, there's so much stuff out on Google saying this is the way to Mm -hmm. make, you know, your first six figures or this is the way to do this and this is the way to do that. So it is really brave to kind of own it and design it and create it yourself in terms of what's going to work for you and Mm -hmm. to go against the grain a little bit and go, you know what, I don't want to wear grey pants anymore. I want to wear like leather pants and if I'm going to go to a client meeting, they can take me looking like a rock star or they can take me not. And that's kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah. I remember going, I remember thinking, oh, this is cool. I've quit my job. I can get my nose pierced. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm not going to work with any clients that don't like nose piercings.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's that's exactly it. (laughs) So I think it's, I think it's really brave to embrace exactly who you are and be okay with it. Mm. Yeah. Instead of thinking that you have to fit in someone else's box because, you know, we're just not designed that way.
0: No, we're not even, we're not even designed to fit in our own boxes, really. No, boxes should true. be banned. Ban the box. That's, Go brave. Ban the box 100%. So in uh, this is not something that I, I, because I found you through Instagram and, you know, Instagram's such a, a visual thing and I, I think yeah. I really suck at Instagram. Um, I just had a session with an Instagram expert who basically told me that I did.
1: <laughs> and oh, I was like, oh, I totally well. sucked
0: suck but i found you through all these beautifully curated like lady joe's instagram is ridiculous um i just i love it i want to basically want to move there so that i can live in her instagram photos but yeah in this kind of online world that is full of women who do don't want you to see behind their filtered photos and their good angles and as you said before like that that Here's, here's the five ways to do it, to make your first six figures, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. don't, nobody ever gets, nobody ever lets you see behind the scenes. Nobody ever lets you see the mess. Nobody ever lets you see the marriages that are in crisis because you're hustling 25 hours a day. Yeah. Um, nobody yeah, ever says, so this this is the shit storm that I've been through to get to this point that you just get the checklist of PDF of how you have, you done these, you know, 25 things. that will definitely make you your first million. Um, but you do something a little bit different and you just totally admit to being a big awkward head Why why would you do that
1: oh look so um one awkward makes for great stories like I'm so the old lady you want around when you're 90 and sitting in a home because I will I will just be telling them and you'll forget them and I'll retell you the same one anyway because they'll forget (laughs) that I've told you um but two it's like it's who I am I can't hide it I really suck at photos I've like I've tried and that's why I've I love to know beautiful photographers um and like honestly I can't be asked like I've got other things that I would rather do than try and make it look all perfect I know from a banding like a banding a branding perspective it's important to get the visual consistent with everything um but basically I have a face that can't lie like I find it I really don't know I'm not good at lying at all. I'm a terrible poker player, except when it comes to business negotiations because, like, I'll channel, like, my inner poker dog painting. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's really important to realise that with great awkwardness comes great responsibility. No, great bravery. Responsibilities for Spider-Man and I just can't do Lycra all the time. Um, So I've got enough, like, challenges being responsible for providing snacks to two kids who know the meaning of the word negotiate. So (laughs) I don't... Um, oh, really? was it like so they will ask, and I mean that is a beautiful thing that comes with running your own business. Is the lessons that you do get to teach your kids that are different, but sometimes they take that quite literally. Yeah. Like yes, like husband says all the time, watch,
0: like who taught them to negotiate? They could go work for the UN now. Like why are we still why are we still even funding their education to send them I off to work for the
1: UN? Oh, especially <clears> my daughter, <throat> I have seen her. Wangled ten dollars out of friends who have come to visit because they've said can you entertain the two kids and she's like I'll do it for fifteen dollars and I'll just be like don't don't negotiate with her like I taught her how she's really good (laughs) so and they'll go five it should go ten all the deals offered they'll be like done I'm like I told you not to do it to do it yeah she would have taken
0: five so do you is there anything in your book that you felt because obviously you feel pretty comfortable being yourself in the world and you're yes. comfortable in your own skin. Um, you know, you're comfortable on being out loud on the internet, being yourself. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that after the book came out that you went, Oh I'm not percent sure about that but... <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> what bit is in the book that I didn't have that kind of moment? Really, okay. Really, good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um because you start to realise so like the the writing of the book I think is one thing to kind of go, right, I've written a book and everyone goes, Yeah, you've written a book and it's like, Well yeah, now like now you have to sell the book. So it's it's almost it is very much like the process of having a baby. Like I would read authors say this and go you don't have any children what would you know and then I actually wrote the book and it is very much like having a baby so then you have to raise the whole thing Mm. um but it did make me kind of go well I've just promoted my book to my LinkedIn network and I used to work in the oil and gas industry so basically there's you know 500 connections who are going to see a picture of me on the cover um in a black bikini and they're yep. going to read all my stuff and they're going to know all my stories and they're going to know about food babies and all sorts of things. And uh, I'm pretty much never going back to working corporate ever <laughs> yeah, I've again. I've made myself unemployed. <laughs> I, ha- I have firmly positioned myself as an entrepreneur for life. Like, that is it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so all of it, the entire
0: book. All of it. Okay. Yep. Well, that's well, that's really good. It. That's really good to know. Cause I think, if we know that people like you are still supremely uncomfortable after the process of creating the thing, it make it gives people the permission to be uncomfortable about their stuff, still putting it yeah. out there even after you've gone. Yeah, I'm going to do it, and now I've done it, and I'm still and now I've done uncomfortable it. about it. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah. and now I need to own it.
0: <clears throat> I just think if so, you're going to be uncomfortable, you may as well make it as worthwhile as humanly possible. So, like you know. Yeah leverage it and celebrate it and do all the things because you're going to be awkward and uncomfortable anyhow. I think. Go yeah, f- yeah go you absolutely. Go you girl,
1: absolutely. Because I I think that's, you know, there's, that's where the growth comes from as well. And I'm a big believer in walking your talk. So if you, if you can't do that, then what's the point? Because you're lying yeah. to yourself, or you're lying to other people. And Everyone just, else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why? Like we're here once, you might as well have some fun with it and be yeah. okay with it. Yeah.
0: I think the biggest thing for me was the and it was like, you know, seriously, probably like a year two of being in business that I realized that I couldn't make people like me. Like I was, I, you know, I would have done anything for certain people to like me. I couldn't make people like me. And if they weren't going to like me, they didn't matter anymore. Like I literally, yeah. this gave me the freedom to do and be whoever I wanted and to, to create whatever I wanted to do because I didn't have to worry about them anymore and that the right people would like me and they were enough. They were the people that I was you know, interested in servicing. So there's just such a freedom when you just go, oh, bugger it. I'm going to be this. Yeah. And it's myself, which is, you know, much easier, as you say, because otherwise you've got all the responsibility of Spider-Man. Yes,
1: absolutely. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Well, usually I'm pretty selfish with the questions for So Crisp. Um, And uh, as as we were talking on Facebook earlier this week, I mentioned I often feel like like I'm using these episodes to fertilise my own business growth, which is really wonderful. Um, But I opened this interview with you up to Facebook to see what other people would love to ask you. And this question came through and I thought it was a really good one. Um, And she asked how are you brave when the very people who are close to you are the ones tearing you down with negative comments. And the lady who originally posted this talked about a lack of confidence in her comment. And I really, that really struck me as a bit of a doozy because we can be brave and not confident. Um, And I think we can be confident and not brave. And it comes from, um, the, the, the original question came from someone starting out. She was talking about, you know, when you're starting out, how do you, how do you do this? But I think I can safely speak for most women in business. When I say that every single time you step up and go outside, what the people who love you think you should be, uh, you rock their boat a little bit and they react in a similar way. So it doesn't matter whether you're at the beginning or whether you're going through a transition or you're scaling, you're always going to, every single time that you do something differently, the people around you go, Whoa, I feel the tremors. What's going on? So what do you tell your people and what do you tell yourself about that, that when everybody around you goes, oh, Belle, do you think this is a good
1: idea? Oh, um, so I really love this question. It really resonates with me. So like over the years that I've been working with women, I have seen it and I've experienced it for myself. And there is like a huge amount of power in activating belief. So sometimes I think we can fall into the self-help trap of feeling like we have to find who we are, but really Mm. we need to remember who we are instead. Um, And I had a mentor once, so this is in my transition between corporate and getting into my business full-time. She really believed in me and all the things that I wanted to do and I know it really helped me. So um, I've had people close to me really poo-poo my business idea and the very first iteration of what I wanted to do um, from a business perspective, I had family members say, "Oh, you're never going to make any money doing it that way, and you're never going to have this and blah blah blah." And then, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, "How are you making money around school hours and doing yeah. all the things oh, that wow. you're doing?" Hey, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think sometimes, like. I'm a little bit of a fan of kids animated movies. So I kind of go, sometimes I think you've got to find like in penguins of Madagascar and you've got to find the middle finger of a penguin, which I know they don't have and just set about doing it anyway. So you're just like smile and wave and silently inside yeah. you're kind of going, yeah, you know, penguins don't have digits, but like they, I'm kind of giving you a bit of a quiet. Thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of like hugging failures as um, I look at it as well now I know, so I don't like to be sitting in that unknown space of going i wish i'd I wish I'd found out if that idea worked or I wish I'd found out if right. I was any good at this particular thing. so I think it's important to um, look at it as though at least then you know like at least you've tried mm. um, and I also kind of tell them that you know that you can do it and you don't have to do it alone and that you have a choice to change so. Mm. If it doesn't work, you can change it. You can do things differently. You're never tied to your business or your idea or the clients that you think you should be working with. And I know um, change is really important to help you morph and evolve over time because that's what we do. So I think if you can kind of create your own little definition and build your bravery, start with the little wins. So I know personally, I've had like um, a girl from my community, who name's Alison. She came and like did a co-working date with me in my office once. And she's actually heard me verbally high five myself when, when I figure out a website thing, because basically a lot of the time there's no one else there to cheer me on. The kids yes. are just asking for snacks. The dog will bark at me or she just eats my stationery. <laughs> So I think it can be a really good habit to get into to kind of go yes I've created a graphic or yes I did this or whatever it is it doesn't matter if it's a little thing just like yes yourself a little yeah,
0: bit totally so yeah I love yeah, that I'm a true. real uh, this business has taught me about self-celebration I was really crap at it before I would have I would have done so many things before that <clears throat> other people would have thought it was great and I would have thought what's next what's next? And there's a, like, I tell this story and it makes my mother sound terrible. She really is one of my biggest cheerleaders, but I remember bringing home a nine and a half out of something. I think it was for tech drawing. So, you know, not something I ever used in my future life. And I brought home a nine and a half. It was the only nine and a half he's ever given. And she just said, Oh, how come you didn't get a 10? And I reckon that's how I lived my life up until I started this business. And then when I started this business, I was like, I'm all by myself and I've just done a clever thing. I'm just going to have a little mini self celebration. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I love celebration now in business. I reckon it's one of the things that gets you through and you're so right. It, it is community. If you can have someone or a group of people that you can go, Oh my God, I nailed that client's brief. And, and they're like, yeah, yeah for you. That's, I mean, that's, that's just, it just brings that joy and you get to share it with other people. I think I'm a really, um, the other thing that business has brought me is I'm become a really good resourcer of humans. I'm really good at making yes. people be my friend and then yeah talking to me. Um and then we you know you create this community so you don't have to be alone. Um which which I just love. So yay yay for self celebrators. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Really really important. Yeah. Really important. Um
0: so just about wrapping up <clears throat> I thought I might tell you what my book is currently called.
1: Um I would love to know.
0: My book is currently called I Thought George the Goose Was Chasing Me, but it was just my thighs slapping together.
1: (laughs) Thank you for the giggle. I so want to read that.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, It's definitely a working title. I have no idea what the book is about, and this is my problem. For the last five years, I've been saying I'm going to write a book. Problem is I've got no idea what I want to write the book about, and this is something that I came up to the house the other day and the kids were doing homework at the table with my mum and I was cackling at myself and I said, I thought George the Goose was chasing me because I had a food bowl in my hand. but And so I kept running faster, but really it was just my thighs slapping together and they all were like <laughs> cracked up. And my mum was like, that's what you can call your book. And I was like, done, done. Don't know what yeah, that's okay. so good. So did you have other ideas about what to call Awkward is the New Brave?
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. So, oh, so a little bit similar to you. I like toyed with the idea of writing a book about six years ago or even, even longer than that. So yeah. while I was still in Melbourne, so the, um, I do have one that's written and unpublished because I cannot draw to save myself, which was originally called Frog and a Log, but that's like a kid's story. And then Doe went and did something. So that's just kind of sitting Arndo. in the to do pile. Right. Yeah. I know. I've um, so I let say so I left that one, but with like my, my big girls book, for like the book, the book for women with, you know, bits and pieces. Yeah. I actually started with a working title after I'd had um, my daughter and I'd gone back to work and I was talking to someone from HR that I wanted to write a book and everything. And I was dealing with a boss who wasn't very um, understanding of how babies get sick when they're really little. And it's big juggle when you're racing from your desk to daycare to breastfeed a child in your lunch break and you're racing back again so that you can be there for like a one o'clock meeting. So my first title was like No One Walks Out of Vagina, which was like we all come from the same place. Thanks very much, boss of the time. Um which was all about you know girl power and equality but it just didn't sit right with me. Right. And so that never got written. And then it became like the seven deaths of women, which was all angsty around oh, how we yes. can lose our identity. Um, but that felt really heavy and it wasn't necessarily reflective of me as a whole yeah. person either. So I sat some more until last year. Um, I went, oh, awkward is the new black because I'm a super awkward person. And that was the first title and I'm very much a dork but it was my editor who said that she didn't think that was quite right and this is where I do love power of community and team yeah and she came up with Awkward as the New Brave because she kind of said you know the theme through the book was definitely bravery Mm -hmm. and the first draft of my book um I gave myself permission to write a big fat mess basically so Mm -hmm. it was just it was just like basically the part that now sits in July in the book st- was at the start of the book, and I took on um, what Elizabeth Gilbert had said around just give yourself permission to write anything, mm. and I did. I did that, and I wrote <laughs> wrote something worthy of twenty eight pages of editorial feedback. So, the yeah, a that's a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so
0: that's so then uh, it interesting
1: yeah so then it evolved from there really um but you really need like I would love to read your book and I think you know just kind of start it and allow yourself to evolve as you go along really
0: yeah yeah we'll see we'll see I, the, I think the title is brilliant brilliant thank you oh, I love it so good <clears throat> I love it love it now most important part of this interview because we're getting to the pointy end
1: tell me about the goats But before you talk, hang on.
0: Before you tell me about the goats, I'm going to publicly put you on the spot. This is how I make people be my friend. Um, Would you like to start a commune with me? Because I can milk a cow, I can grow biodynamic vegetables. I do draw the line because I've had some anthroposophical Steiner training. Draw the line at burning a parrot to sprinkle around the stone fruit to keep it away, which was a (laughs) suggestion from the organic biodynamic lady one time. I was like, ah, no, I'll just share with them. I'll give them their own. I did. I came up. I negotiated with the with the parrots, and I said, you can have that. Stone fruit tree, if you leave me the two at the driveway, and they did so. There, I can do that. Um, I'm very good to listen to around a campfire,
1: so you know, if you want to start a commune, please add me oh, to the I list. Totally want to start a commune and uh, fainting goats. Like, I so I had goats growing up, but like, I have a dream of having two residencies right? One, like a New York loft style apartment with killer weed windows it's like my real estate porn kind of thing and then like the second one is like a little farm with fainting goats in a cabin or a yurt or something to write and drink red wine oh i love a yurt. oh i love a yurt too i'm a little bit yurt obsessed really um but fainting goats don't exist in australia at the moment so i totally want to get an import license and have a few just like fainting goats around and then be able to sit there on my porch with a nice red and company seeing we're doing the commune thing and watch them faint. Um, um, so, you know, I'm not down with parrot burning either. So, you know, right. I can toast a marshmallow, but I really do you have don't to, want bring, to toast a parrot. Do you have to bring the goats back with like some kind of smelling salt thing? No. So it's actually part of their breed. I'll like, I'll, definitely be sending you some fainting goat stuff now that we're now that we're Facebook <laughs> friends and things. i just I love them. They just make me laugh. They bring me joy. That's so, crazy. Um, I think maybe we should start a GoFundMe page. Uh-huh. I mean, you know people yep. have raised like ten thousand dollars for a potato salad before so it's totally doable. Okay, yeah good. Okay, well we'll start it. <clears throat> we'll start right, it. We'll have like a commune a membership or something.
0: Yeah. Um you talk about this forksmilly. For oh, formally formally, Form, formally. Yeah, so yeah. pronounce it for me. Fomily, F- Of course. Oh, my God. I'm supposed to write with the words anyway. Fomily. So, um, uh, yeah, basically I think that the success of this interview means we are that word that you created. But we'll have to put One. it in the show notes
1: how you spell it so that you, everyone can laugh about the fact that I didn't yeah. get that 18 <laughs> so times that fine. I read it okay that's all good I love a portmanteau they're one of my favorite things to play with from a a copy and a writing perspective yeah so 100% we are now um formally for sure like (laughs) you can expect like Christmas presents from me that you have to smile and wave yeah
0: (laughs) like my mum buys me always knickers that are eight sizes too big and I think god she really thinks I'm very fat Oh. Okay. oh, oh. Okay, before Best we wrap parents. up, Bill, what is so crisp in your life right now? You know, besides oh. the best-selling book, currently keeping Michelle Obama's book company in the top ten. Big fat brag. Thank
1: you. Well, one other, so one other thing that happens when you say that you are awkward and brave is you kind of have to live both those words. So I've tried ice baths with like the Human mm-hmm. Excellent Movement there in Perth as well. That was super crisp. Mm, a bit. Like it, it literally put my brain on ice. So, you know, I can't think of like the, the next brave thing I might be doing is maybe jumping out of a plane if you want to come no like you down for that no, no i look after no? the goats
0: no all right no, no. i like right. i like the ground
1: and the goats will faint uh, probably so <laughs> we'll, we'll time it you, when you land i will faint <laughs> yeah perfectly perfect awesome thank you bell
0: well, this has been so chris my guest has been bell Lockerbie, best-selling author of awkward is the new brave go and buy the book you may have noticed this is not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about business. We're looking for Chris new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line and go and buy the book. May your day be crisper than the cracking of a spine. You know that you're going to read a hundred more times and buy for your people for Christmas like bells. Go and buy
1: the book. Thank you very much, Bell Look at me. You are so welcome. Thanks, Jane.
0: You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.